Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a coach and champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. The Mums on Cloud9 podcast aims to inspire mums to progress their career in the Salesforce sector from starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide top tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many people face in their workplace. During Series 5, I'm talking to inspirational people about how to develop your leadership skills and styles to help you thrive in your career, with any job role from admins to architects to build successful relationships and achieve great outcomes. Sadly, however, women can be portrayed as bossy or demanding when they are leading, and statistics show that there are less women represented in leadership positions than men. So how can we tip the balance, change the perception and reality, and support more women to thrive in leadership roles? This week, I'm talking about how to ask for a promotion. Many women can shy away from asking for the right money they deserve. And the gender pay gap has been something that has been talked about for many years and companies now having to share their data and be more transparent about. So I'm delighted to be joined by Anamika Yadiv, a transformation consultant at Salesforce, who will be sharing her story about how she asked for promotion successfully and how she now teaches other people how to do the same. So Anamika, please do introduce yourself. Sure. Thank you so much, Heather, for having me on. I'm Anamika. Uh, Like Heather said, I'm a transformational consultant at Salesforce. And I really started my journey here at Salesforce three and a half years ago. And since then, I've been very lucky and fortunate to have fantastic people around me who supported me during the promotion process where I've been able to get four promotions during that time. That's amazing, isn't it? So tell me a little bit why this topic is important to you. I think it's really important because through work that I've done um, with I Am Remarkable, which is a Google initiative, um, it's really highlighted to me actually that women and underrepresented groups actually shy away from talking about this. And it's really at odds with cultural expectations. I think Mm -hmm. particularly being British and then having an Indian lens and then a female lens, you know, you're always taught to you know, don't talk about your accomplishments, remain humble, you don't do these things, you know, eventually someone will have, someone will acknowledge you, someone will see your efforts, and it will pay off. But unfortunately, that's not the reality of the world we live in. And I remember speaking to a friend, and she really openly just said to me, if you don't talk about your own successes, no one else will. Mm -hmm. And since then, it's just been a really important message that I've loved sharing with other people of, you need to talk about your accomplishments, you need to share them, but in a style that's authentic to you. So it's not bragging if it's based on facts and if it's coming from a true authentic voice and one where you can back it up by facts and evidence. Mm, I love this. This topic is really important to me because having spoken to like mums within our community, quite often they are, you know, I'm really pleased with the the salary I get because you know I am getting also flexibility and so they some for some reason they feel like they they shouldn't they don't deserve more money because they've got flexibility you know that's accepted if they're working remotely or part-time um, and what I say to them is like no you're doing the same job as everybody else like it's okay but also you know every t- every sort of every year sorry look at how you can increase your salary what is it that you are aiming towards what are you achieving and that's what I loved when I talked to you um, and we were planning this podcast together is to come up with that strategy right you know how do I ask for a promotion so talk me through how do you prepare how do you prepare to present your manager to ask for a promotion what's the approach you've taken 
Yeah, so I think it is really important to have a framework that works for you. And I think also making sure you're understanding your company's promotion process. So that was the first thing that I did is I went and I had a look at what framework will I need to have this conversation. After doing that, I spoke to my head of department and I said, is there actually a business need for people to be promoted? Because that's what I heard was a blocker for quite a few people before me, is if there's not a business need for more senior roles, then a promotion may not be possible. So I made sure to iron that out and make sure there was a business need. After that, I then let my manager know and I said, hey, manager, you're fantastic. You know, I'm quite driven to mm-hmm. achieve the next goal. I hope to probably get promoted next year. Not probably, sorry, shouldn't use probably. I hope <laughs> to get promoted next year. What do we need to work on together for that to happen? And he goes in just laugh and said, okay, let's see what we can do. I will do my best to support you with this. So what I then did is I started to collate and put together things that I knew I was performing on and hitting. So I knew my metrics. And I think that's really key is understand what you're being measured on. What is it that will get you to that next level? What is it that you're performing against? And actually, what is the role spec of the role that you hope to achieve uh, to be and be promoted on? And I'd say, don't look at just ticking off the boxes of the role you're currently doing, but the role that you want to be. Because then you're going into that with an even stronger case of, hey, I'm doing not just my job, but actually some of the spec of the job above me. Mm -hmm. So once you're able to get really clear performance indicators of where you are, you can then start looking at things that perhaps you're not doing as well at. And that's where I put a lot of time in is early on, I said, okay, I want to work on these three areas. I know they're my weaknesses and I'm going to go off and work on them on the year. And every couple of months when I have my check-in with my manager, I'm going to give him an update on where I'm performing against those weaknesses. So you're not only talking about your strengths, you're talking about how you can build on your weaknesses and turn those into strengths as well. As the time got a little bit closer, so we're nearing the six month mark, I started to build together that case. So I said, here are my strengths. Here's not only the KPIs to show you I'm hitting them all, but here's also feedback that I've got from both customers, uh, teammates, uh, manager, other managers in the team or where they think I'm doing. And actually they've given me some really good other points to work on. So I'm not only working on those, I'm working on these and hey, I've done some additional curricular stuff as well. So I think the keys is building as solid of a case as possible. And remember, your manager probably has a team of 15, 20, or even if it's a team of two or three, you want to make their lives as easy as possible when they go to their boss and present that, I think Anamika or Heather should be promoted into the next grade or level or role or title, whatever that is. So you really want to make their lives as easy as possible during that process. So if you're able to go to them at six months and say, hey, I know there's a few more gaps. Let's work on them together over the next few months or so. And then here's the case already ready for you. You let me know what you need and let's see what we can do. I think that's the best way to do it. I love that. And it's great. And this is what everybody needs to hear, right? Because I think people go, oh, you know, I'll just turn up and say, oh, I want a 10 grand pay rise because other people are getting that. And it's it's not that. It's this more structure behind it. And I absolutely love how you've just sort of explained that. Can you just bring it to life a little bit? Because I think, you know, people will be in awe of your four promotions after three and a half years. Can you give us an example of what you went from and to and how, you know, you sort of navigated that journey? 
Yeah, definitely. And I think I have to caveat this with I'm early in career. Mm -hmm. So the gaps between promotions are only going to get bigger for me. So (laughs) probably won't get that fifth for a little while now. (laughs) So I have to have to caveat it that I am early in career. So I started Salesforce on the graduate scheme. And that first promotion is really just you are doing well. You've ticked those boxes. You're, You're doing what's necessary. The second is that and a little bit more. It's figuring out, okay, as an associate success manager, to be a customer success manager, you need to make sure you're serving your customers, you're supporting a team, you're making sure you're saving attrition, you're doing the necessary KPIs there. Now, for me, what the jump was, was from customer success manager to senior success manager, and then from senior success manager to my current role. So those are the two areas that I'll say, had the most effort in I'll be completely candid that the first two were more natural I think promotions and progressions within an organization being early in career and the other two were more ones where that case was needed the rigor was needed time was needed to be invested in creating those promotions possibilities. Mm, that's brilliant and fascinating I mean, it's great to see how much you've progressed and and also you've gone from sort of slightly different roles have you sort of navigated out of your sort of line and gone into a different area that you weren't doing before yeah so I'd started my career in customer success it's mm. a fantastic place to be and I was I, I absolutely loved my time there. I have nothing bad to say about customer success. It's a fantastic place to grow your career, to learn. The team are fantastic. My manager, Tom Hanley, amazing, amazing manager, cannot say a bad word about success at all. But in the world of Salesforce, and I'm sure you know, Heather, there's so many opportunities and possibilities, is I knew it was my time to go and explore something different. So when it came to that, I had a bit of an unorthodox approach to be completely honest, which was, <laughs> hi, I wanna move by February. Um, does anyone have a job for me? And I just went around <laughs> the organization talking to people, okay. seeing what was out there, figuring out what I could actually move into and where I might need to develop a few more skills to then make that jump as well. So <laughs> my awesome. manager, once again, I did not go off and do this behind his back, I let him know, but that was very much my approach is I'm looking for a new opportunity. Who's interested in having a chat? (laughs) So I I honestly just went around the organization, talking to different departments, figuring out who did what, what part of the customer journey they were in, and and also just seeing what I was and wasn't interested in. Mm, Love that. True and a true ambitious woman, I have to say. confidence you're nailing it but that's you know that's where you've got to be right you've got to be you know I'm always telling our super mums in our community like don't get complacent you know don't get too comfortable like there are so many career opportunities out of there and and in the Salesforce world I've had 10 10 different roles I've navigated every year and a half two years even be it in my own company I've gone okay I'm gonna do admin I'm gonna do BA I'm gonna do sales I'm gonna do marketing you know and I've, I've navigated it and it's really good to get those different skills and that leads me quite nicely onto that next topic about how do you tackle your areas of development so if you want to make a shift but you're like I don't have those skills but I really want to move over here because you know you want to kind of prove it how have you gone about developing yourself and moving left or moving right in in an area that maybe you haven't got those skills already yeah, so 
my current role, it's it's going to require me to skill up in very different areas. I have to think a lot more strategically where before I was looking, uh, thinking and looking at things a bit more tactically. So for me, it was speaking to the person and figuring out, OK, if that's the job that I want, what is their profile? What skills make them different and are unique to that role? And once I then figured that out and, you know, people are always fantastic. And I've got to say this as part of the Salesforce culture is no one will ever say no. Right. I've never, ever heard anyone say no. I've heard and we can really busy at the moment. If you don't mind, can we chat in a couple of weeks? I've had that, but I've never had no. So people have always been fantastic with giving you time to have a chat. And that's what I did. Had a chat, figured out, OK, these are the still skills required what do I need to go off and do to developing those skills? And there's a number of things you can do. Um, the first is finding courses that are relevant to you, having a look, going in and just spending a bit of time. And I think the beauty of living in this digital world that we live in is a lot of these courses are free. A lot of this information is free as well. So if there's something in particular you're passionate about, give it a search, have a look on Google, spend some time finding a course that will help and support you there. And mm -hmm. um, the other thing I did is actually just ask for shadowing of I've never been in this job before. I would love to see what a day in the life looks like for you. So shadowing, having a look at what that role looks like, going along to any customer initiatives or events they had, if that was allowed and possible at the time as well. And really just seeing what it was like to be in that role. Fantastic. No, that's brilliant. All really, really good ideas. And I completely you know, caveat with that is something I did when I started out of university, like work shadowing, you know, I went and shadow people three or four days. And that's what helps you move, doesn't it? Because a lot of people don't know, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like that job. But, you know, going and shadow them, it's it's a brilliant opportunity. It's just about asking, isn't it? Um, yeah. And a lot of jobs look fantastic on paper. And you're like, that sounds like me. I can't wait to do it. And you go in and you realize, actually, the reality of the job is very, very different to what was advertised. Mm. So I think having that insight and having your network there to talk to other people and to see what a day in the life in that role looks like will just show you really whether that is something or isn't something that you'd like to do. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, going back to, I just want to reflect before we move on to blockers. I mean, you said early on in your career, obviously from an age, from a graduate point of view, but a lot of the supermoms, you know, we're talking about people changing career. The reality is, is you're new into a career, but then you can move quite quickly initially up the ladder if you're persistent. And I've seen, you know, people in our supermoms community who've, you know, changed career at sort of age 30, 40 and have done those four promotions and being very rigorous about what they're developing their skills in, where they want to go, you know, and agreed with me as their manager, like, you know, this is what I want to achieve, you know, what is it I need to get there? So everything said, you know, doesn't have to be from your 20s from a graduate, right? It's if you're changing yeah. career up the ladder as well, you know, it's sort of being very progressive around it. So let's talk about blockers to a promotion. What are the different types of blockers that you've experienced or seen that, you know, might hinder somebody in this? Yeah, so I spoke about the first one early on in the process is, is there a business need? Does the business actually need more people at the level above your own? The second blocker is budget. And unfortunately, this is one blocker in an organization that you just have no control over. In a large organization, your manager, your manager's manager, or maybe even your manager's manager's manager doesn't even have control over. So as disheartening as it is, if there's no budget for a promotion, 
it's it's not going to happen. Uh, but once again, that depends on the type of organization you're in. The other blocker, and this is actually from someone I spoke to last week at another organization who reached out for some help and support was, my manager doesn't want to engage with me on this topic at all. So I'm really fortunate. I've had a fantastic manager who who supported those conversations, but she came to me and said, my style is not working. I've tried multiple times and he's not interested. Okay. So for her, what we did is we did a bit of role play. And I said, okay, show me how you're approaching your manager. She goes, hi, hope you're doing well. This is what I've been up to so far. How have you been? How's that project going? And we actually found just through looking through some of those emails and interactions that it was just her style versus his style. He was short on time, Mm -hmm. very frank, to the point whereas her style was very much I want to know the person I want to form a relationship I want to have those conversations I want to show off the work I'm doing and the reality was he didn't have the time for that so he wanted it there on his desk yes no I make a decision based on facts that are in front of me and I think that's a reality as well of some situations is you're not always going to have someone who's going to be like yes I'm going to champion champion and support you you're going to have someone who's like listen I barely speak to you twice a year if I'm lucky Uh three times and in that time I need you to be concise talk to me about what you want (laughs) I'm not interested in what's going on and so what we did is we said okay it's not our style and that's completely fine because I sympathize with her and I think my Mm. style's probably a lot closer to the way she is yeah said right okay it's hard for people like us but we need to just adapt to the style there what he wants is he wants to know what you want and that is I want a conversation around my career Mm. fine we're gonna cut all of that hi how are you Let's cut it all back. Let's cut it back. <laughs> straight to the and, point. <laughs> yeah, straight to the point. And it's interesting because this is something that's actually a difference between female and men in the workplace as well that we've observed many, many times is you will see a lot of, how are you? How's go- how's that going? Whereas some of our male counterparts are just like, hey, this is the work. Hope you have, uh, have a good weekend. Bye. Nice and to the point. So we had to cater the style. We changed up the style a little bit. We said, hi, I'd like to have a conversation about my career can you meet on this date? This is what I'd like to cover in our 15 minutes. And she got her response. And I'm hoping she's having a good time and a better time with that (laughs) career Uh conversation. But a blocker can be style and limited time from your manager and actually a bit of pushback sometimes on that too. Mm, Interesting. Any other manoeuvres for those other blockers you mentioned? That was a really good example there. So I think the, I, I don't know if I've spoken about the, the brag journal or the the achievement book or whatever you want to call it okay and this is another little handy tool for when you are with a manager who's short of time has a team of many and perhaps doesn't you don't know where to start with the conversation so what I always say is keep a document a whip a workbook whatever it is that you work with of all of your achievements so Have you received an email from a colleague saying, thank you so much for this piece of work. It's amazing. We've had fantastic client feedback. Screenshot, add it to your brag journal. 
have you had some feedback from your head of department saying thank you so much for helping me with this event couldn't have done it without you screenshot it add it to your journal did you hit your deadline <laughs> a week in advance and your manager's gone this is fantastic thank you for doing that screenshot it and add it to your journal whatever that accomplishment is capture it keep it for two reasons the first is it aids those promotion conversations you've got a really clear history on your successes and what's been working well for you and you've got it in one easy place the second and i actually think this is sometimes more important than the first is when you're having a bad day it's hard to stay motivated right it's all well and good and saying we're driven we're going to get this promotion yeah 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 but the reality is is we're going to have bad days through this process we're going to get pushback we're going to get feedback perhaps that we're not as happy about and having that journal when you're feeling really low reminds you of no i've got this i've had fantastic feedback in the past this is just a bump in the road and i'm going to continue to get great feedback in the future as well Love that. That's brilliant. And that's such a positive reinforcement tool for yourself, isn't it? And your self-esteem, because again, that's what a lot of women can suffer with is like, I'm not good enough. And you focus on the things you haven't done. So I absolutely love that brag journal. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Brilliant. Well, that's been really, really insightful. And I think if people can really get that lens, you know, it's just short and sweet. This is what you need to do. This is how you get around things. You know, this is your way to maneuver around blockers like it's it just seems so easy doesn't it when you kind of just communicate it in that way I mean um, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes a little bit to make that happen though right of course like it's all well and good me saying yeah it's so easy follow a framework and you no that's not the reality of the world in we're going to have blockers we're going to have road bumps along the way some days we're going to be like is it even worth it? I'm putting so much effort into it and I'm not seeing results. And I was definitely in that place a couple of times where I was like, I don't even know if I want this anymore. Do I really want to do I want, but I've got to say, stay motivated. It's hard to all the time, but try, have your brag journal, have your friends. And I can't stress this enough is have your network, have someone who's there to support you and just give you a bit of a check-in so I had one friend in particular who anytime I was doubting myself a little bit and my ability she would say are you kidding you've done and after that I'd always feel so much better and vice versa anytime she came to me and she was like I don't know if I want to I'd say but remember you've done this this and this Mm -hmm. and so it's so important to actually find your person in an organization who you can talk to about this stuff as well and just use as a soundboard yeah and you know quite often we'll use those friends as a oh about the moan things right the things you want to talk through that haven't gone right but by actually sharing all the things that you have done and that what's in your brag journal like you say they can be your mirror on those days that you're not feeling great to actually remind you of all the achievements so i really like that that's a really nice oh, definitely i i actually had um at one time um, I was going to write a post uh, and, uh, internally within a, uh, one of our channels. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. It feels like bragging. She goes, but did you do this? And I said, yeah, of course I did it. She goes, okay, and you've got good feedback. I'm like, yeah. She's like, have you written it in there? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, have you edited it? Or I'm like, yeah, I just don't know if I should send. And she hit send for me. <laughs> she went past and said, send. You're faffing too much now. Go off, do this, 
share your successes because you've done the hard work and it's worth sharing. And more importantly, people can learn from that as well, right? It's not just the fact that you're posting it to share your success. It's the fact there's probably a less, there is a lesson learned in that journey, in that project, in that piece of work that you've launched. So it's worth sharing with others who can pick that piece of information up as well. I love that. And it sounds, you know, being surrounded by those empowering people, if you if they do it to you, you do it to them and it creates this reinforced sort of community, doesn't it, around you? So that's lovely. Great. Right. Lovely. So let's round up. What are the, if we were to summarise all the great tips that you've just given us, what would be the top three tips um, for people wanting to ask for a promotion right now? What would you leave the listeners with? So I would say my top three tips are network. Get to know people in your organisation who are doing different roles to you. Speak to them, find out what they're up to and see if you can tag along for a day in the life of what their role looks like. Uh, The second thing I would say is find a buddy to work with on this. It can feel like a lonely journey at times, but find that person who's going to hit post on a message for you or is going to remind you of what you've accomplished uh, to add to point number three which is to create an accomplishments journal and the importance of accomplishments journal is one of two things the first being it's an easy way to collate all of that great feedback that you have for your manager you want to make their lives as easy as possible during this promotion process to keep track of all of those great things you've been doing and secondly it really serves as a reminder of all that you have accomplished because there's plenty you've accomplished throughout the way so it's always great to review that have a check-in with yourself and say I'm doing well so far love it thank you so much I think this topic is so important for women out there I think you've shared your top tips in such a precise as I say easy framework way like it is that simple it's just having the mindset and the knowledge about how to do it so thank you Annamika so much for joining the show today Thank you, Heather. It's been a pleasure. If people want to connect with you, is um, is a better way on LinkedIn? It most definitely is. Please reach out if you have any questions at all. I'm more than happy to answer them or even just have a quick conversation. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. If you like the session, please do rate and review on iTunes. If you'd like to find out more about Supermums, you can visit our website at supermums.org. And you can also check the show notes for our Stronger Women Summit that we have coming up, which is all about empowering women through coaching tools and techniques. So we look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.